Sorry, man. I, I figured Shazam would have been the biggest one. It was the most visual. Mm-hmm. Or the um, the Michael Keaton's Batman suit image. Mm-hmm. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're nailing our intro, Mike. Thank you for doing that <laughs> this time. You're we welcome. Uh, we're traveling through time with Loki on Disney Plus this week. Yes, on a Wednesday. Who would have thunk the uh, uh, middle of the week? Uh, uh, a little enjoyment, a little dessert. Yeah, months aren't sacred anymore. Days aren't sacred anymore. Like, <laughs> we don't know when things are releasing at this point. Uh, Shazam is getting a new costume for a sequel. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what that looks like. Netflix is giving us Geeked Week this week and more. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited for Geeked Week. I feel like I shouldn't be, you know, I feel like a lot of the times uh, somebody will announce something. Oh, we're going to do all this promotion this week. I I, I doubt that we're going to get any like high quality trailers or anything really good. I feel like it's just something like the PR department developed of just like, how can we amp some of the nerdier stuff that we have? Uh, but who knows? They might drop a Stranger Things trailer on us this week. Mm-hmm. They might really be programming well, something back to back. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Don't get don't get the details away yet. We'll get down. We'll get down to that here. Oh, I was just guessing. I don't know. I'm shooting from the hip. You know, yeah. I don't look at these notes before well, we do the podcast. Yeah, you, you probably didn't even watch the video trailer for it, did you? <laughs> oh, I, I think I saw a kind of like a sizzly video yeah. um, on on Twitter, but I don't know if that's the same thing. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. But that's cool. Um, I. Uh, it is late here. We're, we're recording very late on a Sunday evening for me. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty pretty late for you. I went and visited a uh, um, friend of the show, Patrick Foster. He listens to the show, and he gave us a shout-out for putting time codes in our show notes so he can nice. skip around and listen to what he wants to. So if you have not used those in any app, he uses, I believe he said like Overcast or something like that. Uh, it works on iTunes. It works on Google+. You can click on the time code, and you'll jump right to that section if you want to skip spoilers, news, or you're just bored want to jump around a little bit. So nice. we put those in every show for you. So thank you, Patrick. Uh, we played some board games uh, with uh, some friends. I won a game called Calico. It is the only picture to make it out of this event uh, on the <laughs> Internet this week. Uh, I was. It's about cats and quilts. And um, I'm pretty sure if I made one more quilt pun, I was going to be forcibly ejected from the house. <laughs> uh, and you know why I say that? Innocent until proven quilty. So. Oh, no, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Ejected from the podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I'm just going to do the rest of it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after 327 episodes, we have decided to just end it on a pun. So uh, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Um, but with that, you know, this, um, uh, again, everyone probably knows by now I'm moving into a house. I got, uh, we got new appliances this week, Mike, on Friday, very big deal in, uh, in the home world, right? Uh, <laughs> you, you, I, I saw you make a, make a comment about how, you know, fridges are, um, not allowed to come standard with apartments in California. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Somebody, some cabal of uh, Los Angelinos, uh, made a rule long ago that apartments just would not come with refrigerators. So you're just like a, uh, apartment dwellers in LA are like refrigerator nomads. You carry your refrigerator from one apartment to another to another. Uh, and you can't really upgrade to anything nice because you don't know how big of a space your apartment's going to have for what fridge. So you kind of settle with a standard size. So the day that I can enjoy a real huge fridge is gonna be it's gonna be a major day in my life 
Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to share that with you, Mike. So maybe I can fly out there uh, on the day it's getting delivered, and we can. We'll christen the fridge with a bottle of champagne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you're like, "Damn it, we dented this fridge." Uh, <laughs> that's the problem with new new appliances. Dent and ding a lot easier than older ones do. <laughs> um, but um, every everything we have. So we we went with one brand. We went with LG. Uh, everything makes the same sound when it's done or like wants to get your attention. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, is that the dishwasher or is that the oven or was that the dryer? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in here. Wow. Uh, but, um, they all make very, like, they're not just like, you remember the old buzzer sounds when things uh-huh. are done. Now, now they're like very, oh, like very calming little something, notes. To, like, something you know. wants your attention. So I've been making like, like little songs to the notes, like, uh, dishes are done dishes are done like to the notes and my wife's like i'm gonna murder you i'm like we've only had this three hours i mean come on let me let me get it out of my system now but um that's just a long way for me to say that i've not watched anything this week mike um (laughs) i believe uh we actually uh got our tvs temper i found when you mount start mounting tvs you lose the legs right like there's Mm -hmm. no rhyme or reason where the legs and screws go so I was able to track down two sets of legs for three of our main TVs. <laughs> uh, one of them is the same TV you and I got for um, Black Friday and deal. Um, mm-hmm. the, the what, what brand is that? TCL, uh, TCL yeah. yeah. Uh, very light TV, by the way. You yes. Know movie. Like very light. So we were able to find legs for that and get that set up so I could actually watch um, pretty much just uh, a binge watch of regular show on HBO Max. <laughs> Uh, but you know, kind of getting ready for Loki to be this week and some other stuff. So um, we didn't get to watch anything other than that because we finally got that put together, kind of kind of late in the week a little bit um, for that. But you you've been going through some stuff here. Uh, some of them I know, some I don't. So go on, tell, talk. Yeah, to I'll put bit. some stuff on people's radars real quick before we jump into the news. Uh, first up, there's this fun new trend over on TikTok where users are creating their very own Adult Swim bumpers which um, is actually something that's very easy to do within the app because uh, if you think about Adult Swim Bumper, they have a certain kind of um, pattern to them. They have a certain number of elements. So Chris, if, if, if somebody maybe grew up in a household that was a cord cutter and has never seen an Adult Swim Bumper before, can you describe to the audience real quick what a bumper looks like for Adult Swim? Well, there's two, there's two different kinds uh, mm-hmm. Adult Swim Bumpers that I know of. One is the one that's just a random video of anything in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. The one I can think of is mostly the streaming rivers that just linger way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also with this becomes some text on the screen that is like, it's kind of like, uh, I want to say translucent thoughts, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something. a way to put it. Uh, so like it's or the most standard ones are like, you'll see a lot of that. They've probably cranked out thousands of these over the mm-hmm. years. It's a black screen, white text and translucent like, like the, these thought, like I guess random thoughts that are happening on the screen. It's just text, and then it'll just go to the next bit of text. It'll just flash to the next one. So if you didn't see it for like the first two or three seconds, you may catch the back half of one of these random sentences. Mm-hmm. So is this the ones you're talking about? The, yeah. The so yeah, basically combine any of these elements, and it's very easy to make your own adult swim bumper on TikTok. Uh, the first up, there's usually some sort of music in the background if there's music incorporated. And it's usually kind of like a lo-fi beat kind of. So you lay that down as your base uh, audio for your TikTok. And then you could exactly like what you say, take some sort of abstract video um, that, that you want. And then you throw a little bit of text over it, like just a random thought, right? Like mm-hmm. make sure to wash behind your ears. And then usually there's kind of like a clever reveal of the Adult Swim logo, right? Like the Adult Swim logo 
logo could be like printed on like a newspaper in the scene or the Adult Swim logo could be kind of like spelled out with like uh, goldfish crackers or something like that. So there's like this little trend going on over on TikTok. I don't know exactly how you filter on that site. So I don't know if you just need to search like the Adult uh, adult swim hashtag or if there's a new hashtag that's been created for it but it's pretty fun and i just thought it was really interesting that like social media um like sharing apps have just gotten so powerful that these things that like perfect paid professional video editors put together you know for the last like you know what like 20 years At over least, on yeah. adult swim like now you can just whip one up super quick on your phone so uh i just thought that was pretty fun we're we're adult swim fans over yeah. here and it's just fun that people really like that nostalgia oh. of the bumper and I, i've seen all different varieties too because like you said there's different generations of the adult swim bumper so you can kind of pick which generation you want to make and you th and you just kind of whip one up it's and fun and, and I guess, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, professional videos were making those for Adult Swim, but they were like, we need to kill 15 seconds in between uh, mm -hmm. shows or commercials, so what can we do cheaply and effectively? Well, yes. we have these uh, we have these bass tracks we're never going to use for anything yeah. uh, ever, so uh, those and are I on the screen. And I feel like I could talk about bumpers, honestly, for hours, because it's literally one of the only ways that you can really bring a vibe to your cable channel, right? Like, I feel like Nickelodeon was almost maybe the all-time pros at bumpers. Mm -hmm. Like, they're the ones that made kids feel like they were at a destination when they turned on Nickelodeon. Um, with the squiggly line artwork, like, they, yeah. they, it was just with Rugrats and Dibble, they went and just, they took it through everything. Yeah, and then Adult Swim made you feel like, bam, once 10 o'clock hit at Cartoon Network, ooh, it was Adult Swim time, all the bumpers changed, it felt like you were, like, a real mature mm -hmm. adult. So, uh, that that is one sad thing about, you know, uh, streaming. Like, you're, you're just not really going to get that vibe much anymore. So, yeah, head on over to TikTok. I love, um, on streaming, like, you when you get the end of a show bumper uh if you will like the, the outro production companies like mm -hmm. uh, um like i've been i've binge watched a bunch of rick and morty this week uh while i was you know working with stuff in the background so like mm -hmm. you know like was it dan harms like did you get any of that kind of thing oh like, yeah the little claymation scene that he created yeah and then like mm -hmm. you know um aqua teen is always like the ghost face productions and it like, mm -hmm. the, like the it's very like fady but like there's like a fake like a ghost scream in the back kind of thing mm -hmm. um and then the my wife has been putting on a lot of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh. Uh, so uh, they, the <laughs> outro funny. of that just leads into the intro of the next episode pretty easily. Oh, perfect. So, Great. Uh, I, I, when you mention bumpers, I'm like, I'm also thinking like end of show bumpers. I'm like, these are nice. These, these, <laughs> these make me feel at home. Like, oh, I know, mm -hmm. I know what's happening at the end of the show. So, um, yeah, go on. Continue. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, step, uh, step up to the next one. Number two, if you haven't finished this already, hop up on it. Invincible. I finally finished it over on Amazon Prime. Uh, I it, it was just absolutely uh, wonderful in the craziest, insane way. Uh, they really save a lot of their budget and they don't pull any punches for lack of a better term in these last uh, two episodes uh it's just fantastic there's i feel like there's a slight bit of maybe a filler episode from the third to the last episode there's so that would be episode maybe seven. six six because i think there's eight episodes so six seven eight i don't know the third from the last episode a little bit of a filler but you know still important you gotta you gotta watch them all but man those last two episodes whoo 
they're intense they're insane the animation's great uh, they they save all their um sakuga as they say all the frames for the animation in those last two episodes it's a great time i'm sure you're all you chris already are very familiar with mm. the story but it's cool to see it pan out especially if you don't know what's happening oh my God. and yeah. just to let you know they definitely are teeing you up for more adventures after this first season yeah. so i mean i'm pretty sure uh, the critics love this i don't know exactly what the viewership has been like over amazon prime but i mean uh, it, they they, they got to keep making this thing they, forever this show's great well uh, so there's there's two things. So one is uh, this was renewed for two more seasons already. Ooh, season perfect. Two and three, perfect. Uh, which I mean, if you have a voice actor uh, or a cast of that caliber, you probably want to like write all that mm-hmm. and record them all at once so you can just make these uh, affordably. But again, the the thing I like about Invincible as a comic series is it's actually completed. Um, mm-hmm. It's not an ongoing right. It's not Captain America. It's not Iron Man. So you are working towards an ending. And um, knowing where this ends and what's left in the book, you, you're you're in for a wild ride. That's great. I mean, uh, my favorite character uh, so far in the season, I think, was Robot. And Robot has like a pretty cool arc of how he starts and where he ends up, and it's just a very interesting character. So, yeah, go check out Invincible it, on Amazon Prime. You are not going to be disappointed. Do you, do you get the meme now? The which meme? The Think meme. I don't know if I've seen that one, Chris. Uh, I think you, you you mentioned it. I'm like, this is from Invincible, but you haven't got to that point yet. But it's where like Omni Man is t- is telling you know uh, Mark to think. It's like, and he's like, on the. I'll send you a picture of it. Okay, yeah, yeah, but, send it over. But I'm sure I'll understand it now. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you're like, what is this? I'm like, oh, I'll, I'm like, are you still watching Invincible? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, then I can't really tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Um, so, so yeah, yeah thir- so third one up here. Last week I mentioned uh, Bo Burnham's new special, Inside. If you don't happen to have Netflix or if you just want to listen to another banger, again, they started to kind of clip some of these uh, songs out of the special up on YouTube. So if you head on over to Bo Bo... Bo Burnham's uh, YouTube uh, channel. He uh, clipped a single up there called Welcome to the Internet. And it's just such a catchy song. I believe it's like four minutes long. It's just awesome. I I have it on repeat. I've listened to it so many times. So go listen to Welcome to the Internet over on Bo Burnham's YouTube channel. And last up here, which... I think is going to dovetail us well into the news of just new things that have come out. Uh, I've, I've went ahead and I've watched now one and a half episodes mm-hmm. of the new Vertigo comic. I know they keep saying DC comic in the promos, but yeah. the Sweet Tooth, uh, the uh, the Vertigo original, now Netflix original um show and it's just it's fantastic like uh, the world that they build the production design the acting and the story so far has just been great and you know since i haven't read the comic book i don't know exactly who gets all the credit for the story you know do i give credits to the original uh uh author of the comic or you know maybe the creator of the of the show is doing a really good job adapting it either way i'm engrossed in the world that they've built so far and it feels so irreverent right now because this was definitely in production before the pandemic ever hit because it takes a while to make tv right but there's lots of stuff in here that's very very pandemic oriented and Mm. it's just crazy just how relevant the show is especially since it was a comic book right before the pandemic was ever anywhere in sight like it's like 2011 2012 yeah, yeah, so it's just it, it it hits just right, you know. I don't want to watch anybody's like indie movie about being stuck in the COVID nineteen pandemic. No, no, no. I want like a bunch of fantasy injected, and I just kind of want it to be a part of the story. Uh, so uh, number two is 
this feels so much like what I think The Last of Us TV show is going to be. But I'm sure The Last of Us TV show is going to be a lot more mature. Uh, Sweet Tooth is definitely has is definitely a dramatic show, but there's a little bit of a lightheartedness in it because the character himself is just a child, and he, and he interjects a lot of uh, naive but kind of child energy into it. Um, but in the second episode, they, they, you know, no spoilers, but you know, they're exploring the world and they go into like this overgrown kind of gift shop cabin. And I'm just like, this is last of us aesthetic through and through this really feels like I'm about to see a clicker run through behind the old cash register right now. So they're, they're pulling it off great right now. Like I said, I'm only an episode and a half through, but I feel like I'm going to binge this thing all this week. It's been really, really, really great so far. So go check out sweet tooth on Netflix. And I guess, Chris, that means you got to go uh, find your own way to watch it. But I know you're uh, yeah. very clever that way. Yeah, that, that, it's definitely on my radar. Uh, I will tell you um, from what I've heard from people uh, about Sweet Tooth is uh, I will tell you the comic is a dark, not happy book. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like so, the world in this show is definitely not happy. But I'm saying like when you're playing a game like Last of Us, right? Like everybody, yeah. everybody's dead. Everybody's dying. But your main character in Sweet Tooth is like this 10-year-old yeah. boy. So it's just like it can only get kind of so dark to a point, right? So, um, but it, it, it's been great so far. Well, I, I was just know like they have toned back the darkness uh, from the book to this. Well, and uh, also like if I'm only ep- uh, if I'm only an episode and a half in, I'm sure it it, it gets worse. Well, but uh, well, I'm just saying from the whole. I'm like, I'm talking mm. season wide. Like like they yeah. are they have they have toned back from people who read it. Like this is not nearly as like dark and depressing as the book kind of yeah. was a little bit yeah. dealing with it's everything also, going on. It's also kind of interesting because since it's kind of like in a post apocalyptic style world, like. I think we're so used to seeing those worlds with some sort of zombie equivalent, right? Like, especially in The Last of Us, you have, like, these these, uh, zombie-type things, these infected. And this one... Unless they throw me a curveball and they throw me a zombie at some point in time, so far it's just post-apocalyptic. So it's it you still have the threat of like roving bands of humans, right? I feel like that's in every apocalyptic movie, right? But it's just like, oh yeah, these people can just go outside and walk around. They don't have to worry about something coming from the night and like biting them in the face. So it, I, I'm really yeah. digging it right now. So Sweet Tooth on Netflix, go give it a shot. Yeah, the the, the worst uh, villains in any uh, series are the people. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm after so many that. seasons, after so many seasons of every zombie show, the zombies start to be pointless, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, come to find out we were our own worst. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. So yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, I'd recommend sweet tooth as well. Again, uh, I've read the book uh, from Jeff Lemire and I think, uh, I think people really, really enjoy that. So I'm hoping to do that. I did not get to watch Cruella yet though, Mike. So, uh, maybe next time. Maybe yeah, go time. check. Yeah, well, what you got? Maybe what five more weeks until you can watch it for free on Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's on Chris Flix. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I got the hook up here. So uh, let's go and jump into what I want to watch this week. We're going to be talking about this probably pretty heavily next week. So everyone mm-hmm. should jump on board this Wednesday. Loki, the TV series, debuts on Disney Plus. The Marvel spinoff show, again, that I've been most excited for. Um, I, Mike knows this since mm-hmm. everything was announced. Uh, it looks exciting. It looks thrilling. There are six episodes, and it will debut every Wednesday for us for the next six weeks. In mm-hmm. a very weird spot for us to record this on Sunday. So, um, God damn it, Disney. Why do you have to make it so far out there? But um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to finally dive into this and see how the diverging timelines work to get to know Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, um, in Mobius. 
and kind of see what Loki does with the timeline and if there is possibly other versions of Loki in these diverging timelines and see what they yeah. look like. One thing that appears to still be a little bit of a bummer, I just did a quick Google, and it seems the the early signs are pointing to this premieres at midnight, technically. Pacific, so we, yeah. So we have not solved the problem that we've had with all of this other stuff of waking up and these early birds just spoiling stuff. So I don't know if you need to pull up your your Twitter apps and start muting some uh, muting some yeah. uh, very specific words. I might need to mute the word uh, Loki here uh, as soon as we're done here with the podcast. But uh, man, I wish they could just fix that, right? Uh, but I'll be watching it uh, probably at lunchtime. I don't think I can wait yeah. till the evening for that one. Yeah, and and these will be uh, you know again the forty five to an hour long episodes. Hopefully mm. longer. I like it when they're longer. Uh, so we can go over that. Um, so yeah, that'll be out this week. Uh, very very excited. Again, uh, if you've you don't have your Disney Plus, start renewing. It's cheap, it's affordable. This is going to be a great show for it. But I mean, this is this is pretty good. This will get us through at least. Um, well, actually, it'll go through Black Widow's release on July fourth, won't it? Or July sixth. Uh, so um, we'll actually have it through that a little bit through Black Widow as well, and then. What's next is the What If series confirmed for August, Mike. Uh, we've talked about kind of being rumored for it, but now there was, um, uh, I think I believe it was uh, in France or Italy, one of the uh, mm-hmm. Disney Plus I said is coming out in August. And I've Great. got two more episode uh, rumors here for you. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so one of them is possibly um, if Age of Ultron, if Ultron crashed Sokovia and Black Widow was the only survivor. Uh, is hmm. being kind of teased. So like a post-apocalyptic Black Widow was teased. They think it's if she lived through Age of Ultron in, in mm. Ultron 1. So uh, I didn't think of that one. That's actually interesting to have Black Widow do this. And the other one is actually what if Tony Stark took his Hulkbuster suit, Sakaar, and they're actually making a Lego set of this. Now, the only reason I'm like this may or may not be true is again, Lego sets don't always have to come to fruition, right? They're mm. just fun things to make. Um, but you know, I could see them making even more what if Lego sets than shows just to say we can make whatever we want now. Because <laughs> oh yeah, nothing's holding us back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, for toys, so you get to see the Lego Hulkbuster with the Watcher, and um, I forget her name. Oh, that's, that's Valkyrie. That's a little Valkyrie, mm-hmm. uh, and and Tony Stark. So I'm excited to kind of see some of these and get a teaser of this. Maybe it will hit with Loki, um, you know, or, or right after Loki's kind of getting closer to the end. Yeah. Also, I know you're you're kind of the uh, Funko Pop completionist, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a Marvel Lego completionist out there. Like, oh, I gotta get this specific uh, Hulkbuster armor set because this is the only one that has the Tony Stark variation where he's wearing this specific Black Sabbath yeah. shirt. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, some people might be on the hook for this set already. Yeah. So uh, definitely coming out. What if I think what if has? I mean, again, it's again it's animation it's not live action but they're using the real voice actors for everything so i'm excited Mm. to actually get a trailer for it with the voice actors rather than just the the quick snippets of all the footage coming Mm. along the way so um i think we'll we'll be getting more what if as we get closer but i'm just uh i think it was what we say 13 episodes 10 or 13 episodes i think it's the longer one something like that double digits i think for sure yeah so uh very, very excited for that to hit august of this year uh, Marvel, um, this is unrelated to what I'm about to talk about, uh, kind of, but Marvel has 10 projects in post-production uh, and very and a lot more coming up into production right now. One of those is She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and an actress uh, took to Twitter uh, on She-Hulk to post a picture with Mark Ruffalo 
in his <laughs> CGI uh, suit and dots. And I don't think Marvels would be very happy about this unless they kind of let her do this. Yeah. But, it's like, it's not quite a spoiler, but it is funny that Mark Ruffalo is involved because he's always the one involved in these like innocent, just hap- haphazard uh, spoilers. His leaks. Yeah. So he's got his, they've got the black dots all over his face for tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I noticed he's wearing, like, it looks like some audio gear hooked up to him as well. Uh, and, and the lights for the ping pong, the little bitty ping pong ball. So I think, again, people are like, well, what, are we going to get regular Bruce Banner again? I don't think we'll ever go back to regular Bruce Banner unless there's, like, some sort of, I, I guess, universal, multiversal merger causality yeah. kind of thing. So Yeah, I was trying to think back. The last time we saw, um, we saw Bruce Banner, which I believe would have been an Infinity War, I was trying to think what color his hair was, right? Yeah. Because, you know, me thinking like, okay, this is like, you know, possibly like an eight-episode season, right? You know, they'll be in production for a couple of months, you know, bring in Mark Ruffalo, do the motion capture on the Hulk. You know, if at some point eventually he is supposed to be normal Mark Ruffalo again, like is his hair going to be gray? I'm not saying he, Mark Ruffalo doesn't look good with gray hair, but I wouldn't be sure like for the continuity of his character, if they would be, you know, if they would dye his hair. So like, bam, I was expecting his hair to kind of be dyed, ready to go to be Mark, but who knows? Productions are long and they probably want to get him mo-capped earlier than later. So, you know, I wouldn't rule it out, but it doesn't seem like it's hinting towards it. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it could be interesting to see kind of what, um, what they do with this character, kind of in in like you know again what has happened to his arm since you know the end of end game what uh what's he doing as you know smart hulk is he actually doing more stuff or, or what because he kind of just you know he was smart hulk and then he wasn't smart hulk so uh kind of interesting to come see what goes on there but um you can check that out with this actress um i don't i don't have her name uh, but she posted like four behind the scenes things and also like showing that oh this is actually called clover uh is the production name of of mm-hmm. the she hulk series which is going on uh, moving along Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, the writer, uh, I believe Michael Waldron, who also wrote Loki. So he's out doing a bunch of interviews right now. And uh, that's why we're hearing a lot about this. Uh, he has said that when uh, Sam Raimi joined the film, they tossed out the previous script that was being worked on by um, uh, Robert Cargill. And um, they started over from scratch and they were like, oh, we're starting production in two months when they hired uh, Michael Waldron and Sam Raimi. So, uh, but in a stroke of good news for COVID, <laughs> uh, they hit it and they were able to push it back almost 10 months. Uh, so um, they were able to work on this a little bit longer. So I'm excited to kind of see what this does. Uh, Michael Waldron, um, not only is he doing Loki and Doctor Strange, he is the writer Kevin Feige has tapped for his Star Wars film as well. So um, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of trust from from the head of a head of a, a huge, you know, uh, connected universe. Franchise. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this was the same guy that was quoted uh, earlier in the week, but I saw something online where they were um, describing the next. Um, Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness, as a very much a Sam Raimi flick, mm. which makes a lot of sense because, you know, I feel like Marvel can pull the reins in on, you know, kind of younger slash um, newer directors, but Sam Raimi is very established. If you bring him in to, you know, tap a movie, you're going to let him put his spin on it. So I'm looking forward to see uh, what this movie looks like. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, also, Michael Waldron uh, has worked on uh, Rick and Morty. Harmon Quest and Community. So he's like one of the. I saw a thing like where Dan Harmon was like, Marvel keeps stealing all my good writers. And <laughs> this was one of them that they got kind of taken away. He, not taken away, but like he was like, oh, yeah, come. You know, you got did. 
you did a he did the the old man in the seat episode uh, where mm-hmm. Rick has to go poop on one planet and by himself. So <laughs> yeah, well, I don't I don't think Dan Harmon's ever going to be tapped to yeah. uh, write a script for Marvel Beginning no. Man because he is notorious for not finishing anything on time ever, which they're not going to yeah. uh, put up we, with. We are in new Rick and Morty month territory, though. I will give him no. that. Um, I would put him if, if anything. I give him like something similar to Modoc. Like mm-hmm. you get to do a an animated show um, of your choosing. That's not a normal character in in the in the MCU, and we're gonna put it on yeah. like Hulu or something. I mean, I feel like uh, he's just he's been so vocal about just kind of hating superhero stuff in general. I mean, I wonder if he's the type of guy that would ever even take the job to begin with. But who knows? Oh, there's dollar signs, man. Dollars, <laughs> dollars talk. But anyway, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. We are getting it next year. I'm very excited about this one. I know very. A lot of the characters, you know, Doctor Strange, uh, we get you know, Elizabeth Olsen back as a Scarlet Witch, America Chavez, rumored Shuma Gorath, the old one. There's a lot of awesomeness writing on this movie, Mike. So um going to cross my fingers. It comes out pretty good, and they were able to, to work on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of multiverses, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is supposed to have a multiverse, and we thought a trailer was going to drop this week. On <laughs> yeah, on I woke birthday. up Monday last week. I was like, oh, I'm going to roll over in the morning, look at my phone, and I'm going to be greeted with the trailer. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it was Tuesday. Well, then we have a short week this week, wasn't it? Wasn't it Tuesday? We were like, oh, we're oh yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah, whenever Tom Holland's birthday. Yeah, was. we were like, oh, Tom Holland's birthday. They gave us a trailer, and they didn't. They gave us nothing. Uh, we're sitting here, but I shared a, a picture with you, Mike. Uh, I couldn't find the link again. Um, but, uh, their AMC is showing that the trailer is probably this week on, um, Thursday, the 10th. Mm-hmm. Is that, th- is that Thursday? I believe seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Thursday, the 10th on AMC. Um, now that we've said this out loud and you are listening to it, we were probably wrong again. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those kind of things is uh, there's a movie coming out this week. Is there not, um, in theaters? Um, do you know, Mike? Offhand? I don't know. I, I just think you brought up a good point that it that it premieres the day after Loki, Loki drops on Wednesday, which makes you wonder, are they just trying to synergize between two Marvel properties coming out, just trying to like hit the end of the week really strong? Or maybe there's something in the Spider-Man trailer that kind of hints at something that happens in the first episode of Loki. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking um, it would be maybe on In the Heights, uh, which is, you know, the uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. But that's more. That's going to oh, be on HBO Max. It, it is. It, it is. But it's also. It's both. It's it's HBO Max and theaters. So I assume a theater would you know we get a trailer with it because Spider Man. You know they're going to put it online. I was also thinking Luca, but Luca's also next week, the week after, mm-hmm. which is Disney Plus only. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get to see something sooner than later, and maybe we're in that nice. We're out of the window of the Eternals trailer now, so we can get. Something else, but if they do a share a multiverse, so hey Loki, you're creating a multiverse. They could be like, oh, here's a Spider-Man trailer with the multiverse in it. Boom, we've established it. Good luck uh, <laughs> with that. So I'm I'm really crossing my fingers for Spider-Man. Mike, is there anything you want to see out of this? Because I know, you know, Sony cuts the trail. The trailer itself. Yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping it doesn't ruin everything because they just cut uh, trailers really really bad. So it'll just be nice. It's just going to be nice in general because right when we see this trailer, we're finally going to be see we're finally going to be seeing something fully kind of um, post Endgame, right? Yeah. We're finally going to see something past it. I know we've seen some stuff on Disney Plus that's talked about like post blip, and I know the last Spider Man movie happened after it, but I feel like we haven't really quite 
pushed forward until like the next frontier, right? Seems like they're still kind of grappling with um, with the craziness of Endgame and the blip, which makes a whole lot of sense, right? But like this is going to be our first foyer into what is this multiverse thing? You know, this is something that's probably going to affect this phase going forward. So, because uh, I didn't see any multiverse stuff in the um, in the Eternals trailer at all, so uh, we'll see how far this trailer pushes us forward in the timeline. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they don't ruin it. I'm hoping to actually see... Um, I want them to get crazy. I want to see all three Spider-Mans in the trailer. I don't need to see the villains, maybe, but I'd like to see the Spider-Man first, right? Ooh, uh, I, I, feel like we're not, I feel like we're not going to see that first trailer, oh, but we'll find out. Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of the two. They're going to be like, here's all your villains, or here's all your Spider-Man. And we're like, ooh, into the Spider-Verse? And they're gonna be like, no, that's two bullet points down on your, your notes, Chris. Pump your brakes. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Reynolds is carrying a Deadpool head in his backpack for some reason uh, while he's out doing some stuff. Uh, and if he's carrying the Deadpool mask in a backpack, this can mean one of two things, Mike. One, Deadpool 3 is in works right now. They're probably working on getting you know script writers and everything tied to – well, they already have the script writers, right? They, um, what are those ladies' names that are working on it? Um, um, the Molyneux this, sisters. Yeah, yeah yes. I don't, I don't quite know how to say the last yeah, names, yeah, yeah. but and then, um, or this could be a reference to uh, Headpool, which is in the comic books was Deadpool's severed head that was carried around and talked. Oh yeah, referenced a bunch. But yeah, you know, we haven't seen this mask since what Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. In, you know, in the world I mean, of media, so. Ryan Reynolds is a marketing machine. I feel like he can't turn it off in his head. And so he literally brings the Deadpool head around like, this will be yeah. a great picture. I bet people are going to share this mofo. And oh, it worked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, th- I think I think there's probably something moving uh, in the backgrounds uh, Marvel for this. I just can't. I mean, you see the Purina logo in the upper left, right? Like on that truck. Is that like the Purina? Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, it looks like he's. Uh, it looks like he's taking a meeting, right? It looks yeah. like maybe he sat down with his, uh, with his uh, creatives, and they're just like, "Hey, let's talk about this movie." <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's maybe in like a lobby waiting to go up and talk to someone, or just came out uh, of a meeting with someone because like. It's like a half-drunken cafe latte there in the cup, and uh, <laughs> yeah, this is very much a this is very much a, an office. Yeah, I, I've been trying to read what the 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 actual paper envelope. Yeah, was. I feel like was that supposed to be an Easter egg? Was that placed there? But yeah, I, I zoomed in. I feel like maybe that says Ryan there. Yeah, I thought the, the, top, the top one says Ryan. Yeah, but I don't know what that second line says. Yeah, and I can't tell. It looks like there might be a shopping bag on the left of his brown bag there. Um, like some mm-hmm. sort of like thing. So I can't tell. I mean, if he's if he's meeting with Marvel, he's in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. If he's not meeting with Marvel, maybe they're meeting with him. Maybe they're they're up in what Vancouver, I believe, is where he is. So yeah, that could, that could be a possibility. So I was I was trying to pick out where it is, but the Purina Dog Chow logo is just throwing me for a loop, man. So hopefully <laughs> we get to see some stuff on Deadpool three uh, sooner or later. Uh, what is what is happening this 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 year, Mike? Is it um. San Diego Comic Con later this year or no? May they're doing something in November, but yeah. it's limited. Whatever it is, yeah. So hopefully we get something, some announcement sometime soon. Into the Spider Verse has cast. Uh, is this? I don't know how to pronounce this. Issa Rae. Issa Rae from Insecure. She's from a bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, who will actually voice Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, in the upcoming film. So this is the first new casting announcement for uh, Into yeah. the Spider-Verse. Yeah, this is great. Issa Rae is great. Insecure on HBO is great. Uh, I think they either 
just started production on the next season or maybe they wrapped or I don't know exactly where they are. And I don't think there's many seasons left of Insecure. I I, can't, I feel like I can never remember when a show is announced that they're coming up on the last season or not. Uh, but I feel like that is kind of coming to its time. But um, she's, her career has really blown up lately. She's been in a lot of stuff lately. She was in a, um, a romantic, I think a, kind of like a romantic comedy with um, Camille Nanjiani, who's going to be in The Eternals. Yep. That, one was, that one was slated for theaters, and then Netflix bought it up right around COVID times. So I think that one was called Lovebirds. Lovebirds, so yep. Yeah, I don't know if it was good or not. I never got around to watching it. But she's been in a lot of other stuff recently. So her career has really, really taken off. This is great to see her in uh, Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And now I guess this is confirmation that we have Spider-Woman and Spider-Verse, right? I guess that's the other yeah. side of the news, right? Yeah. So yeah. So Spider-Woman, the classic Jessica Drew, uh, will be in there. Now, mind you, in the Ultimate Universe comic books, a there was a clone of Peter Parker in that universe mm-hmm. who was uh, Jessica Drew who became Spider-Woman in that universe. Uh, I don't think they're going to do the clone. I think they'll do the multiverse version of this because Spider-Woman, even though... She got her abilities through non-Spider-Man related ways. She's like some sort of experiment uh, that, that had nothing to do with Spider-Man. It's weird that they're going to include her in there. Is it, It's just because of the name, I guess. So Yeah, I, I, I would love to see some sort of funny reference to that kind of infamous comic book cover. Or maybe it was a panel. Um, you know where Spider Woman is in that basically impossible stance, and it's like a skin tight suit that yeah. looks like you know it's painted. Like people have been kind of um, criticizing that cover forever because it's just insanely unrealistic. But it would be funny because that's something that you could fake in animation really funny, and it's just like, how are you doing that? That looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see something like that. Yeah, I I totally see them leaning into that. And then uh, if you want to get uh, an idea of what it would be like for her to be Spider Woman, she is actually available. As a voice through Google Assistant. Um, so, oh, okay. So I didn't know can, that. You can say, okay, Google, talk like Isa, and, and it will use her voice. Uh, so she's an additional voice on there um, since 2019. I'm like, oh, that's a fun little fact. Um, so remember when we used to make our like turn by turn directions talk like celebrities? <laughs> uh, like Darth Vader? I miss those days. Oh, innocent so, times. Innocent yeah. times. Back when you drove places. <laughs> the Flash, we get a tease from Andy Machete, director of this, showing the return of Michael Keaton's Batman suit. Mm-hmm. And um, under close inspection, this is more like his Batman Returns outfit uh, rather than his original Batman 89 outfit. Uh, it is very dirty, but also looks like some blood splatter on it. Unless yeah. he was eating a jelly sandwich and it just happened to drip <laughs> while he was driving. Yeah, I was about to say, I wonder if this is a new suit or a suit back from when they filmed the movie. And, you know, maybe uh, Andy Machete was just kind of looking through the archives like, oh, this is cool. I'll take a picture of the suit. But then like, OK, they're definitely not going to let him drip fake blood on it to take the picture. So maybe this is a production suit. Yeah, that, that seems to be the, the consensus from the reports. Uh, everyone's like, oh, this is a suit. Uh, it, it might be a little bit different, but like, you know, obviously iconic because um uh, what's his name? The actor who plays Michael Keaton had yes. the yellow background on the with the bat. Like it looked like the bat signal right on his chest mm-hmm. in those movies, and they're, they're very much leaning into that. It's just uh, the texture on this photo with the dirt is so fun. 
Uh, but it also <laughs> gives me, again, Watchmen vibes. Yeah, I got that too. I wonder, is it even possible to put drops of blood on anything yellow and not think Watchmen? So, so I, I do wonder if it's intentional since technically Watchmen is a DC comic. Uh, well, kind of, you know, yeah, however you want to split it, you know. Well, if Flash is dealing with multiverses, technically, lately, there was a the, the Watchmen in the DC Universe kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also the um, the guy who plays Negan on The Walking Dead, uh, the actor, um, played Batman's dad in uh, one of, the, uh, I believe it was Snyder's verse, right? Um, uh, and in theory, the Flashpoint, has his dad become Batman because Bruce was killed at the theater instead and his Mm -hmm. mom becomes the Joker. So it could be a throwback to that. I can't think of the actor's name. It's going to drive me nuts. Who plays Negan? Um, Oh yeah. Why can't I think of his name? It's usually on the tip of my tongue. I feel like, well, he was a bigger deal a couple years ago, right? He was being cast in everything. Yeah. Yeah, When he was on on top, everyone was talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey D. Morgan. So this could be a Jeffrey D. Morgan tease. It's probably not. It's probably something, something is happening, but you know, Batman 89 was not afraid to kill people. I mean, I, I feel like I definitely could imagine Warner, Warner Brothers going off the deep end and trying to splinter this into some sort of crazy Watchmen spinoff. They definitely should not do that. They should put yeah. all of their energy into the Watchmen universe they've already rebooted on HBO Max. Um, I know Lindelof uh, said that he didn't see himself continuing, but they could always bring somebody else in if they thought of a good idea, yeah. right? Um, and it ended on a cliffhanger too, so man, there might be something you could do with that. Um, but I could definitely see maybe a character from the Watchmen universe showing up as like a quick cameo, right? Like, I feel like every time I, I bring this up all the time, every time I admit, uh, envision some sort of multiverse, like wormhole or something ripping up, I always just envision like a bunch of clocks floating around and just arbitrary stuff floating in some sort of bubble. And it's just like, Oh, maybe like Rorschach's mask floats across for a second. I don't know, yeah. but, um, well, it'll be in the speed force tube or yeah. whatever. Well, I think, I mean, this is an idea of the comedians button who was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan in Watchmen mm-hmm. as well, so I, it, it goes a bunch of it can go a bunch of ways. But I mean, it's probably like someone got killed. I hopefully, hopefully they don't kill off Michael Keaton in this movie. That's I think my only like where I be hesitant. I'm like, you don't need to kill Batman in the Flash movie to make it relevant, right? Like, yeah, you got to keep him alive because he's got to train Terry. Yeah, uh, for the Batman Beyond movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, so that image is up there. I think that's fun. They're they're filming Flash. It's actually happening, Mike. Hopefully they get through this one. They don't lose another director. So um, knock on wood, DC's moving along with their um, non-Snyder properties. The other DC movie that uh, got some teases this week was Shazam! Fury Mm -hmm. of the Gods. So... Um, there was uh, first there was the tease of the or the set photos of his new suit with um, Zachary Levite looking way more ripped than he did the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I sent you a before photo, like the first movie, and his suit mm-hmm. looks more smooth, like than like I guess defined in terms of body structure and muscle structure. Now, mind you, there's probably some pads in this too, but uh, they've taken his gauntlets and made them actually like complete wrist gauntlets. His lightning bolt's a little smaller. It looks more like a superhero suit in this universe, right? Kind of, I a little bit like a mixture of the Flash and Superman. 
you think from, from yeah it, yeah it's kind of funny because the because uh, they the I guess the Shazam uh, director slash official Shazam channels released that kind of dark silhouetted video of the character kind of talking to the camera saying hey yeah. maybe we shouldn't we turn some lights on basically saying to the audience like oh look at this we got something new you can't see it we silhouetted it and then of course just Jared comes well, in with the it, set photo it was the other what it, the suit actually looks like well it's the uh, that's why I want to set that up it was the other way so just Jared came out first and then they put up that video later saying oh we have a new suit and everyone's like we already know what it looks like why are you not showing us in the darkness yeah it looks great it looks very much like a modern superhero suit where you can tell that they're incorporating like textures into the fabric you know doing different tones so it's just not like all red you got different tones of the red the gauntlets Mm -hmm. look great yeah everything looks great I'm I love the first Shazam movie I thought I loved that kind of third act twist I wasn't expecting it It was really really fun to see the Shazam family so they got a lot more suits to make right because they got to make more fancy suits for the rest of the family but yeah I'm down for this movie I'm excited yeah he looks more like I said his his whole body is more defined right like Mm. like I feel like they puffed up his chest in that first one a little bit to make him like top heavy like Shazam is in the comics but this looks like maybe again from the 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 end credits of Shazam where he meets Superman like headless Superman really Mm. um that he took his next suit ideas from Superman like that could be essentially a Kryptonian suit texture if you go look at the Superman suits um and then possibly looking like they're probably just going to cgi on his cape uh, where those cape buttons are so mm-hmm. uh, i think i think it looks i think it looks great i think it looks uh i'm excited for your first Shazam sequel fury of the gods uh, it's got some stuff on there and then the teasing of the dark thing is pretty funny like that's like oh you're you're having fun you're having fun we know you saw we saw the suits but you're mm-hmm. having fun with this little little thing you edited real fast so um yeah anything else you want to add to that you good no, I'm excited. That's all I can say. Moving on. Netflix's Geeked Week. Okay, so there was a teaser this week. Uh, that is this week, June 7th through 11th. So every day is going to have a theme for this. Um, and um, it will start live at 9 a.m. Pacific, Mike. So 9 a.m. your time, 12 my time. And runs uh, until the stream repeats itself at 6 p.m. So for six hours. Uh, mm-hmm. There it is. So they will have, they've said trailers and announcements and teasers for footage for at least the following projects. The Sandman, Umbrella Academy, The Witcher, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, Cowboy Bebop, and Cobra Kai, which is relevant to the show. Yeah, I mean, also Cowboy Bebop, I mean, that was on a production delay, I feel like, the last time we talked about it. To see literally anything from that is going to make its rounds on the internet for good or for bad. Cause there's always people talking yeah. about uh, live action adaptations of animes going yeah. awry. Right. Yeah. So I, I think these are great. The other ones that, um, that cause there's a uh, films, comics, anime, fantasy, and gaming, uh, we, a trailer. I didn't put it in here cause I didn't know where it fit. Um, America, the motion picture will be getting. Some, oh, some have you seen that? Did you watch yeah. that trailer? Yeah, I sent that to it. you earlier. Yeah. Oh man, it looks amazing. Yeah. I was sharing that this weekend with some people. Uh, for comics, um, you know, uh, they're going. The other one I didn't mention was um, Lucifer, but they're also working on some other Millerverse stuff mm-hmm. uh, in there, including Super Crooks, America Jesus, and the Magic Order. We'll talk about that. Also, possibly a, a, a Lock and Key season two trailer, Mike. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw Lock and Key a bit in the trailer, so I'm excited to see more from that. I really love yep. that first season. Yep. Uh, some of the other stuff we saw, there could be a, some new a spinoff of Castlevania and the Godzilla anime coming up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not as much into the anime stuff, but, um, 
I know uh, Disenchantment is getting another season as well. So hmm. expect that. Uh, Fantasy it says it kind of fits in there with the um, Cobra Kai, you know, uh, season three. Or season four, isn't it now? Uh, yeah, on. it would be season four. Yep. And then gaming means they have – Netflix has so many things in gaming. Uh, Mega Man, Splinter Cell, Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog stuff, Final Fantasy, Cyberpunk, uh, not to mention the Resident Evil movie that's coming out pretty soon, and The Witcher. So I mean, this seems very – this is very stacked. Yeah. So uh, they also commandeered a uh, Twitter handle of theirs because – uh, I saw this from the Twitter handle of Netflix Geeked, Geeked, yes, and I do not follow that account. So I think it might have been the Netflix, like they had like an account called Netflix, like NX something, or yeah, that was the one where they were like, "This is where like all the Marvel shows are going to live for a while," and then they were like, "Now nah, we're getting rid of that." Like, yeah, so later. that's yeah. So I think that may have been a so, rebranded just for this. So that's the other thing people want to know where you can watch it. You don't have to have Netflix to watch Geeked Week, Mike. You can watch Ooh. it on YouTube. Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and TikTok for uh, Netflix. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week, man. Yeah, it's going to be huge. And that's not even the stuff you guys know about. Like, we got Apple stuff we're going to talk about. We got, uh, you know, um, what is it, E3 next weekend going on on Sunday, mm-hmm. too. It's going to be lit. Yeah. But you know what we probably won't be talking about next week or the weeks after? Oh, <laughs> uh, Jupiter's legacy. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if everyone didn't confuse it and say Jupiter ascending every time we tried to talk about it, it'd probably be better. Mm-hmm. But um, the act, uh, Netflix has released the actors from their contracts and commitments, usually indicating there's no season two or three right mm-hmm. away around the corner. Now, Mark Miller has said there's a potentiality for season twos and threes. However, Netflix has shifted priorities uh, and will have started working on the super crooks, which is set in the same universe as Jupiter's legacy. So they're working on some anthology. It sounds like anthology based series, like where you do one seasons of stuff rather than trying to make whole world. Yeah. You, yeah. You sent this to me earlier this week and my reaction was again, like, do I even bother to finish it? Right. You know, I feel like I've, this has happened to me with a lot of the uh, Netflix Marvel stuff, you know, like, do I even want to finish this season of the Punisher? If I know they don't even really have a way to end it. I think what the only show that was able to produce something, knowing it was going to be the last season, I think was Jessica Jones, possibly if i remember right if i remember my history which uh, uh, marvel which, on netflix it was uh, jessica jones was the last one yeah yeah i think that was the last one that was produced late enough to where they knew it was going to be the last season but so but they just got like three do, yeah yeah so it's like do i even put the time into finishing jupiter's legacy if i know that it's not going to return but you know, who knows? I've already moved on to Sweet Tooth. Yeah. I'm already watching other stuff, so, so I don't know if I'll be circling back around to so this or not. The only thing I would say is maybe they didn't want to focus on it right away, but Super Crooks being in the same universe indicates they want to invest in it, but it's weird how they're doing it. Um, what I would say is, uh, interesting enough, most people uh, like you say, okay, it's canceled. There's no reason I need to watch it. Uh, apparently it went the opposite way for this show and the numbers spiked after they announced the cancellation, like, kind oh, of thing. and people have been like watching it through the roof. Like the numbers, like, like we, this, why did it go after the cancellation? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> but like, apparently it, it went the other way on this one. So, um, they, I, Mark Miller con- says he's confident they'll return to it later, but you know, who knows if it's like the comic book has like a, a time jump, maybe they do a time jump here and pick up later. Mm. I don't know. So, um. Yeah, it's, it's sad that it died so quickly. I think it's got a good cast. Um, but you know, um, 
they've got the whole Miller world to choose from, so might as well. Get it. Netflix has been throwing out stuff left and right lately. I mean, like comic book related, like not necessarily superhero, but comic book related. I feel like they're really just throwing again for like for shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. So um, we'll do that. On the flip side, though, Amazon, the boys, uh, actor Jensen Ackles, you might know from Supernatural, is teasing his Soldier Boy uh, coming in uh, with a full reveal tomorrow. So if they're revealing his full outfit tomorrow, does that mean the teaser and trailers tomorrow? Maybe a release date for season three soon? What do you think? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess they would be competing with uh, the Geeked Week, yeah. right, over at Netflix. Uh, uh, either way, people love the boys. Uh, I would say anything that Netflix is announcing this coming week, they would pray and hope it would be as successful and as good as the boys. So um, I'm, I'm down for more uh, for more boys content as soon as they give it. Also, they're working on that spinoff, too, for the boys. Yeah. And I'd love to know more about that. I, I don't know if we'll see that in here. But uh, bring it on. It's, 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 I mean, I know Prime Day is coming up or something like that. Is that they also make announcements for their shows during that or no? Um, that's a great question. I don't know if I've if I know of any specific type of media circus that uh, Amazon has ever whipped up for content. I know that they do it for Prime Day, but who knows? I mean, that would be a good time to bring it up, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they should. They need to have their own if they're going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. Where they can unveil the new user interface where you can actually use Amazon Prime Video like a normal person would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, a lot, I was talking to someone about the boys the other day. They really liked it. And uh, what's cool about Jensen Ackles' character, Soldier Boy, he's essentially the boys' version of Captain America, um, mm. who was running around in World War II. And apparently, if you have superpowers, you don't age in this universe from the last season. So maybe we'll get a release date soon. I know they've been working on it. So knock on wood. Uh, also, for announced upcoming shows, Why the Last Man, this project has been in work forever, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The adaptation of this has been announced to debut September 13th on FX on Hulu. Yeah. Um, so if people aren't familiar with Why the Last Man, Why the Last Man traverses a post-apocalyptic world in which a cataclysmic event decimates every mammal with a Y chromosome except for one cisgender man and his pet monkey. The series follows the survivors in this new world as they struggle with their efforts to restore what was lost and the opportunity to build something better. So uh, Y stands for Yorick, which is the main character, the one, one man and his monkey who are the only men alive in this world. So mm. um, they've been trying to make this forever. Uh, Brian Vaughn, uh, Brian K. Vaughn wrote the book. Uh, so I know they've been working on it. So I'm I'm excited to kind of see a release date to this, Mike, and yeah, hopefully some this good is stuff. A- this is a great example of if you wait long enough, you don't have to finish your homework and you can just watch it because I've only ever read the first volume, uh, which was great. No complaints, but I just never got around to reading the rest of it. I think there's, I don't know how many volumes, but isn't there like over 50 issues? I don't remember exactly there, what the number was. Maybe I'm underestimating I'm, how many issues there are. I'm pretty sure there's 10 volumes. Um, I don't know how many issues are. 10 volumes is usually 60 or so. 60. Yeah. yeah, they're 60. Yeah, I just Okay, so, so I was in the ballpark. So um, it's cool, like we were talking about Invincible at the top of the show having a definitive end. Uh, I can only assume why The Last Man also has a definitive yes. end. Uh, if it, so that's that's great to know as well. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess I don't have to worry about uh, catching up. I can just watch it on FX, right? Yep, so uh, interesting enough, uh, why The Last Man is a Vertigo imprint as well. 
Uh, so if you start seeing from DC Comics, uh, why the last man? Do uh, not be surprised. That that is so that is so funny about Sweet Tooth too, because when you when you start that up on Netflix, you get this beautifully looking kind of um, uh, fur generated Warner Brothers logo. You, it's like the Warner Brothers logo, and you see like fur coming in between the letters, and it's set on the backdrop of the forest. And you know I, I'm really digging the show, and I just keep thinking, who is the idiot? over at Warner Brothers that did not put this on HBO Max because I feel like this show is going to be a really, really big deal. It's going to be great. And like, what what are you doing? This should have been on HBO Max. Why the Last Man probably should be over there as well. But I guess just some smart producers went in there and uh, picked up the IP before Warner Brothers realized what they had. Well, I I think why has been in progress to be made since like 2012 or so. Mm -hmm. So like the rights have been floating but not back to actual uh, HBO Max proper. I think the same thing with Sweet Tooth, since it was it was done for a while. So, um, but yeah, no, I think I think uh, you know it's good that we're gonna have it. I don't know. Again, I don't know how many seasons it'll get, how far it'll go. But yes, you're right. It ran for six years, sixty issues. You can read this whole thing and see the whole story play out. So, um, post-apocalyptic world uh, comic books that aren't superheroes. Big. They're so hot right now, Mike. They're so <laughs> Very hot, hot right now. And lastly, Mike's favorite thing in the world. We haven't done this segment in a while. Yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the next animated movie, has a release date, August 11th, 2023. Oh, snap. And in good news, Jeff Rowe, uh, not the one from Tiger King, but the one who directed (laughs) Mitchell's versus the Machines, will be directing this movie as well. Great. And Brandon O'Brien, who wrote Neighbors, has written this movie for you as well. So... Uh, it'll be um, pr- uh, produced by again uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who you know, preacher. Yeah, I'm that's sure right. Boys, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. They did say that they were working on t- something turtles related yep. coming up. Man, well, they they grabbed a great director there. Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines directed uh, amazingly. Uh, it makes me hopeful that maybe they'll be interjecting something uh, creative and unique, maybe into this turtles franchise that we haven't quite seen because they have done a fully animated turtles movie before. I, I I never saw it, but I seen the trailers and it and it looked just fine. So I I was I feel like they're gonna try to set themselves apart mm-hmm. because there's even a longer running uh, CG animated turtles property. That was a TV show that I know a lot of people really liked because they added a lot of Lord of the turtles there. But uh, yep. yeah, until we are dead and buried in the ground, Chris, we're just going to keep getting turtles content because oh, yeah. that is the IP machine that literally never stops. But oh. I would be, I would be, I would be really hopeful that they create a franchise here, right? You know, something where we can get a look, we can get a feel, we can get a, a bunch of actors in a story that really continues on right because the only way a turtles franchise um can be built out enough to see all of these different characters and villains is it's got to be on tv right like i feel like these movies never quite get their feet in the ground long enough to where you can see people like krang and these other weirder villains because they never they never stay alive long enough the thing about turtles is uh it's a it's probably one of the most rebooted franchises i would say Mm -hmm. in movies lately in tv shows but also like it is if you read the comic book it is wacky as hell um, mm-hmm. You're dealing with mutated uh, animals, secretly it was ninjas, uh, the Foot Clan, other dimensions that they kind of go into and out of, and they go to space too. Like, what don't the Ninja Turtles do, Mike? That that's my question at this point. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, they're probably gonna build one that's like, oh, this is so grounded in reality. Oh, this is so real. And they've done that a billion times. I want to see the zany. 
I want to mm-hmm. see the wacky. I want to see the wild. I want to see them fighting, you know, these other, uh, you know, the other aliens and going to other universes kind of stuff and having a good time and eating pizza because, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> they, eat on, they eat the pizza quite a bit. Yeah. If we're supposed to see this in two years, it does make me wonder if we're going to see the turtles on television at all in the meantime. I know Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was canceled, but they're supposed to be like a TV movie, something on Netflix. But I don't know if there's supposed to be anything beyond that because I feel like there's always something television in development. But I wonder if maybe they'll slow that down to kind of make room for this bigger screen debut of the characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking here. Uh, again, there was the original animated series from the 80s to 87 to 96. Uh, Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation from Saban Entertainment. Ooh, <laughs> uh, that sounds fun. And then uh, Hasbro Studios belongs it uh, as of 2018. So... Um, I know Nickelodeon has also kind of been putting out stuff, but it doesn't tell me anything else about what's what's next on the on the list. Uh, I just want Vanilla Ice to come out and put out a new uh, Ninja Rap for the next movie, Mike. <laughs> I, I think that's really what we're missing here. That would really take it to go Ninja, level. go Ninja, go, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. What yes. can you say? Yes. So uh, there were three. Okay, there were three, four animated shows. I'm clicking on it, and it's like there's nothing else after this. So like, what's next? Nothing. So. Um, yeah. Oh, it says they're still doing Rise of Ninja Turtles, Mike. Or, or did we miss? Did we misread this? Have we been uninformed? No, happening? I think that's supposed to be for the probably the movie that's right. going to hit Netflix. That's probably what's still up there. Okay, because it's like un, it says it's still going. I'm like, this is this is weird. Um, because it did kind of have like a four part ending. Maybe there's some shorts going on. I don't know. Um, but they sell toys. But anyway, Nerd Turtles, a lot of uh, great people lined up for this. Hopefully we get something good in uh, a little over two years, Mike. So knock on wood for you so we can bring back that, that segment uh, yeah. for you. All right. Well, that's the show. We're going to keep it short and sweet here. It is now 11.15 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to crank this edit out, get it up for you guys to listen to it. And, um, yeah, but if people know what you're up to, Mike, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Oh, I'm also up over on TikTok. I have not made an adult swim bumper, but maybe I'll get around to making it. You can find me at Mike Royer Design over there. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you and, and all your various appliance dings in your new house? Ooh, the adulting world of Chris Dillard uh, can be viewed at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N on Twitter, which you can also see my calico win, my, my quilt cat game, uh, <laughs> where I'm the quilt master. Uh, you can also head over to Instagram, Valdan87. I'm on there as well. Uh, if people want to know more about the show, what we're doing, uh, we've probably got, you know, again, we're going to be covering Loki at the end of every episode for the next six weeks and the upcoming mm-hmm. Black Widow movie uh, in, in about about one month away, Mike. I mean, we got, we're got we getting back into the season here. I'm excited for it. Where can they find us at? As always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. You can head on over there to check out our show notes. So if you want to see that cryptic Ryan Reynolds Deadpool mask in his bag, we got that link in our show notes. You want to see uh, Daddy Ruffalo with his uh, tracking dots on his face? All that stuff's over in our show notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts over at SuperheroSlate.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out and tell us what you're thinking about, what you're watching. Uh, do you want to jump back into Jupiter's Legacy, even though it's probably going to get canceled? Uh, let us know. Uh, stay tuned to Netflix Geek Week. Uh, we're going to be talking about that next week. Let us know what mm-hmm. you're excited for. Maybe if we miss something that's 
maybe very niche geeky that you think we might not talk about. If you bring it up, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yu Yu Hakusho so, or whatever it is. Uh, I've been rewatching Yu Yu Hakusho. Did I tell you that? You mentioned it last week because of the oh, the, oh the yeah, I did. With the finger, <laughs> I, the oh, never, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I can never remember what I talk about on this show. It's, it's been fun. It's not over on Hulu. You can watch that over on Hulu. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, and we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of the show, just um, share the show with a friend. Share a show with a buddy. Make sure you're vaccinated so we can all go back to the theaters, everybody. Yes, and we'll see you next week. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. How was that quilt game? Because that was a game that I considered buying on Amazon earlier in the pandemic. Calico? um, Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. No. It's really fun. Uh, I won it. I'm the master quilter, so... (laughs)